Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode. Uh, AP and Walshie are going to join me in a second. Uh, if you're listening to this episode in the car with your kids, I probably suggest you don't do that. Uh, things get away from us a little bit, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, we're talking about uh, Tampa and Montreal, the final, um, and sort of where both teams go from here. Uh, AP's Tampa fandom and... Um, you know, the muffins, unfortunately, make a, a return to the pod. So I hope everybody enjoys the episode. Uh, continue to listen. We're, we're getting some good numbers on the listen, so we appreciate it. And welcome to the group chat. AP joining us today, and he is absolutely basking in the glory of another championship. And this Tampa run is getting sickening at this point. It is getting disgusting. Apparently... Tom Brady moves to Tampa, and then all of a sudden, every sports team in Tampa just starts winning um, and winning championships. Ridiculous. Is it was it Brady all the time in Boston? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Apparently, what wherever this fucking guy lives, he wins. Like the every sports team around him wins championships. It's it's outrageous at the moment. I mean, the the Rays. Okay, they didn't win, but. Man, they took it to seven last year. Yeah, uh, crazy run. You've got the Bucks with the win and the Lightning with with two championships. It's nuts. AP, like, are you getting tired of this? Um, as as a Tampa Bay resident, well, if you happen to watch Ted Two, Walshy, Tom Brady when he lit when Mark Wahlberg lifted up his covers, <laughs> noticed that his penis was made of gold, and that is just what <laughs> down for the Tampa Bay sports teams right now. The Rays are hot, the Bucks are hot, and I mean back-to-back championships. One was in the bubble, the other one with fans. I mean, you can make a case. Well, the bubble was a different this. It was a different can of worms. Say what you will. Come see, come saw. Say la vie. But at the same time, I mean, we just get the job done, and we have a really good hockey club right now. And it should be interesting to see what happens come down the salary cap. Now, everyone's complaining about, oh, you're seventeen million dollars over. Oh, the cap we'll get to that. Yeah. We we'll we'll that, that. that that was like the lock of the century before this series started yeah. with Habs fans. That was coming, and now it's gotten out of control since they've lost. Yeah, but but that has been the absolute lock of the century. And and I mean, we we'll get to Habs fans a little bit here, <laughs> but because I feel like we need to talk about these guys. Yeah, but, let's dive into Tampa here, guys. And I mean this this playoff run is one of the more impressive runs since, I mean, they kind of remind you of the Chicago team with the high end talent and the real deep lineups, but this is one of the more impressive groups collected here in a long time. And they've started this back when Iserman was here and, you know, he's gone for two years, <laughs> they went two cups, but you know, this team's been built for a while now and they're, they're not the youngest team in the world, but, you know they they are they're one of the better teams we've seen in a long time. It was it was really cool hearing about you know the stories afterwards about you know Samco saying, look we we talked openly about this team is going to get broken up because of the salary cap. We we talked openly about that in the dressing room and wanting to kind of finish it. And um, you know we've seen other teams kind of go through these changes and not be able to 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 hold on. Now. I feel like the core of this Tampa team is is young enough and and clearly skilled enough um, yeah. 
to, to keep this run going. But yeah. AP, AP, how do you feel about this group? Do you feel like this team is a dynasty? Well, I think that this year has a real The Last Dance Netflix documentary to it. You have yeah. a group of guys that there's going to be some changes. And what Stamco said about, oh, we're going to finish this and, and do it the right way, I think it really says everybody kind of knows there's going to, there has to be changes. And we don't have a whole lot of first-round picks coming down the pipe. We've made some trades to kind of bolster our back end or bolster our roster uh, for playoff hockey, and we've had to give up a lot of draft capital to do so. So, I mean, there may be some lean years in the future, but we still have a lot of young guys. I mean, you look on the back end, Chernak's not old. Sergachev is not 24. old. 24. Sergachev's no, what, 23? Like, Chernak looks like he's 47 out there, but <laughs> he, he looks like he's really, really old and he smokes darts in between periods. But like, <laughs> he's a machine. And yeah. he's young. He's really young. And, and that's and that's a really positive thing about our, our franchise right now is we do have a lot of young players. I mean, Joseph is not old. No. I mean, you know, some of these guys have, have bright futures. They're only in their 20s. And some guys that you think are really old, like you would think Barkley Goudreau is 100 years old, but he's not. Yeah, but he's he's likely going to be one of the guys that they're not going to be able to bring back, right? Like, True. He's, a, he's a UFA. I don't see him coming back. But I, I dug into some of the, the numbers on Tampa here since they got to the finals in 15-16 and lost to Chicago. So in these six years, they've won an average of 50 one regular season games a season. Now this is over 82 games, right? So um, you so I, I sort of projected out what this season and last season would have been over 82. So, you know, don't go to hockey DB and start crushing me because you know, that that's not what it looks like on paper. It's over, over what it would have been over 82. So they're, they're averaging 50 plus wins a season. They've been to three cup finals and two additional conference finals in that time they had the one missed playoffs and the one first round loss when they probably had their best team and i think it's starting to look like a dynasty but did they need another did they need a third cup in that time to be a dynasty or 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 is it good enough what they've done i I think it's good enough and and whenever you have andre vasilevsky and net he's still young so i mean as long as he's in the prime of his career, why did he have what four uh, game clinching five uh, shutouts in series clinching yeah. games in a row? Shutouts. I mean, that's just crazy. And we had a tough run this year in the playoffs. Like Florida, were no pushover. That was yeah. the tough series in the playoffs. That was the most exciting series, in my opinion, in the whole playoffs across the whole year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, four, I, I feel. I feel like AP. I, I, I feel the same way. That was like the best hockey that I watched um, all playoffs, 100%. Uh, those games were, were just so fun to watch. And, you know, I was thinking about this after they won the cup last night. I was like, it almost feels like things got easier for them yeah. as the playoffs went along. Like they had that real tough series with Florida. Then, okay, they finished off um, Carolina. Uh, what was that in six? Yeah. Um, and and then, okay, the odds took them to seven, but. And it always felt like they were going to win seven, that series. But they never felt, yeah, didn't, they didn't feel dangerous like Florida and Carolina no. was. Yeah. Um, it kind of and, felt like this last year, though, too, didn't it? Like, they played Columbus early, and it was like, as soon as they got past Columbus, it just felt like they were running downhill, and it, you weren't going to stop them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and look, like, 
we're talking about a dynasty here um, for them. And I absolutely believe it's possible. Um, I think they need another cup to be called it. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to happen next year. It just has to happen kind of, you know, within the next couple, let's call it. Yeah. But, but you know, you're going to look at this. If, if they reset the divisions to what they were kind <laughs> of uh, last year. Well, they're supposed to go have, back to it. Yeah, if they go back to that, man, that division is going to be uh, just brutal. Like all, no one's, probably no one's winning fifty games in that. Six of the top ten teams are going to be in that division. Yeah, um, you're going to have some good teams miss the playoffs just because yeah. they're on that side, and um, you know it's going to be tough to get out of. Now, we we saw this with L.A. and with Chicago, and, and you know, as you make a lot of these deep runs in the playoffs. Even if you're young, your body just starts to, I, I don't know down. if it breaks down or if the will to win is just not there as much anymore. But 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 certainly you see a letdown at some point. And, you know, look, as, as a Toronto fan, I hope it happens to Tampa next year. <laughs> God damn it. Well, they only, we're only 93 days away from the start of next season. Wow. So if you're Kalorn, who's got, a rod in his leg. Wasn't that story crazy that he insane. was insane that he's going to play like a couple of days after having a rod put into his leg. That's insane. Tougher. These guys, man, Kucherov's playing with a broken rib and like they not just playing. He's, he's dominating with, a, with broken ribs. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. The wear and tear on their bodies. And AP mentioned it before here. They've got their, I think 3 million over the cap and they've only got 17 people signed for next season. So like people have got to go and I don't AP, what are they going to do here? Who do you think is going to be gone and what kind of shakeup are they looking at in this roster? Well, the thing about the bolts and what's made us so good is finding value in the mid to late rounds in the draft. I mean, let's go back. Andre Platt was about 200 overall. Braden Point was a third-round pick. Kalorn, as you just mentioned, was a fourth-rounder. I mean, yeah, they got some first-round picks, but, I mean, Kucherov is a second. You got you – know, there's guys up and down that lineup that were – Chernak was like a fourth-rounder. Yes. I mean, it just kind of goes to show that just find good value in players in the mid-to-late rounds. We'll draft and develop and bring guys in to fill the holes of, of UFAs or guys that we just can't afford to sign. And I also think they'll look go out and try to find some guys maybe to fill a hole – on a team-friendly deal. I mean, you go down, you got no state income tax, you got a good team, a good core group of guys that everybody seems to like. Like, going in there is not a hard room to get along with. You get to live in Tampa. Well, you get to live in the sun. (laughs) You got women, you got you got some fake silicone tits. I mean, hey, listen, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, AP, (laughs) AP, I mean, that that was a great line. Um, But do you you think, like, with this Tampa team, you know, we're expecting a lot of turnover, a lot of change. And I think there will be to some degree. But, you know, with what we saw with the Bucks in the offseason, with everyone essentially re-signing and taking these team-friendly deals to live in, uh, you know, Tampa, play with the Bucks, play with Tom Brady, have another run at a championship, you know, see all the fake tits around Tampa. Like, it's um, – <laughs> do you think that this is something that, that we're going to – we're going to see with the, the bolts as well. I think so. I, I really think if you're a veteran at the end of your career, you still have some gas left in the tank. Maybe you haven't made the playoffs the past couple of years. 
you want a shot at it. And it fits our team. Like, I mean, we got Pat Maroon. That was a, one of the best signings that I can remember, even though no one really talks about, oh, it's Pat Maroon. He scores some big goals and makes some big plays that create offense for our team. Our fourth line was great in the Montreal series. I think it was game three or four. Ty Johnson had two. I mean, Maroon had a, had a snipe or maybe two in that series. Uh, uh, Matthew Joseph jumped into the lineup. Um, who scored the last night? Colton. Another fourth Colton. round. At yeah. a- Colton. I mean, this guy just came, literally came out of the grass like a foot soldier. I mean, it's like Ninja Turtles out there. And guys just pop up out of nowhere, pop up, pop up. I mean, Krang, we've got Shredder, we've got the whole works, baby. Well, and I think guys like, okay, so you're going to lose Coleman and Goudreau. I don't think that's, I think some other teams are going to pay them too much money to to be able to convince them to stay even on a team-friendly deal. But the Colton kid looks like he can fill a spot and... Um. Oh, who was the other kid? Um, uh, one of the other kids that played last night. Um, looks like they're gonna. The name will come to me. Looks like he's gonna be able to fill a spot, and they. It just feels like they're gonna be able to plug some of these holes, and you know, if you deal maybe one or two forwards up front, if you can get rid of a Kalorn and and Tyler Johnson, all of a sudden there's there's your cap space problem sorted out, and away you go and you're and you're ready to go again like yeah. okay so you lose Savard big deal you've you've got still a top four of Hedman McDonough Sergachev and and Chernak I think I think a, a guy the odd man out on the blue line guys might be McDonough I yeah I, I think he's too, the guy right? that frees up a lot of space to be honest yeah, yeah he's be, making almost seven a season yeah I and Sergachev you know they he, he's a number one on almost any other team. It's Matthew um, Joseph was, I was who I was thinking. Yeah, I, I thought you were thinking about Joseph. Yeah. But, but I think McDonough might be the odd man out there on the blue line, and that allows him to retool a little bit up front. Um, and they don't lose a whole lot, right? They yeah. are able to kind of fill in that third line, and uh, I don't think they miss a ton. I, I, if I'm them, I don't move on from Kalorn and Palat. Not a chance. Um, but no, I not think, Blatt. Uh, I, Tyler Johnson, I think, is the guy they, they move on from. Yeah, Tyler Johnson, another guy that probably moves. But that that, that allows you, with those moves, that allows you to, you know, look at Coleman and Goudreau yeah, it does. and those guys. So, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting offseason. So many teams, especially with this flat cap, I I, I, I think it's going to be such an interesting offseason. Um, but but I want to I take uh, one more thing on Tampa. Boys. That interview last night <laughs> with Kucherov, is that not the best thing you guys have ever seen? That that That's like the number one interview of all time for me right now. Well, Kucherov, absolutely Kucherov, like, awesome. Kucherov did more for the NHL in that interview than this entire series did being on TV in the States. Like, oh, yep, it I was agree. just I incredible. I think taken for that. Oh, He's taking shots at Montreal fans. He's taking shots at other players in the league. He's topless. He's drinking. Like you, you work so hard to win, and you get a chance to kind of relax and let loose all of a sudden. And that's what that's what this league needs far more is its star players having personality. It was awesome. It was the best couple minutes. Love to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, let's go back to Ovi. I mean, the boys, they like vodka. They like soda Popinski from <laughs> Punch Out Boxing. 
And, I mean, they just love to win Stanley Cups and get absolutely irate and into one. <laughs> I was just going to say, I mean, if he's got broken ribs, he's playing, he's on painkillers, he's on the and- Russian gas, he's probably <laughs> pounded, you know, a bottle of vodka before he goes out there and try- chases it with a couple of beers, <laughs> like, before giving this interview. And this just absolutely crushes the Habs fan. Oh, it was so great, man. It was so great. And like he got, I, he goes on about how great Vasilevsky was and that's his boy and, you know, whatever. It's not like you're going to throw anybody under the bus in that situation. But he got robbed of the Con Smythe, man. He, 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 he absolutely, should have been the... He absolutely got robbed. I, I'm, I'm shocked. I know Vasilevsky played well and played great at times, but, but Kucherov was was easily the best player in the playoffs and it wasn't it wasn't really close for me. When I'm, you're go ahead AP. I'm of the belief though that the Bolts, the way we play our offensive style, more of a fire wagon team, we put Vazzy in some really tough situations throughout the playoffs. I mean he, he but he's just so good. Can't play that we're not the same team without him. We like he is the MVP. If you take him out of our lineup our team is a 500 team, and you saw it with Curtis McElhinney this season, a regular year. We were 500 for 10 to 12 games when he was in. But when Bazzi's in, we'll pile a game. If you take Kucherov out of our lineup, we still have a lot of weapons there. Yes, he's really, really good. Yes, he led – I mean, it was a landslide vote for – you know, I had the most points. But we're still so deep on offense that I still feel like we're a good hockey club. We're, we're still a, probably a better team if you take Kucherov out of our lineup. We were still what? What was our record this year without him in the regular season? We're still a really good team. But if you take Vazzy off our team, we are not as good. Sure, but if you if you play Frederick Anderson and not Curtis McElhinney, let's, let, that's not apples to apples, is right? Like, you could have another, you know, top half of the league goaltender on that team and still probably win a cup, I think. Uh, that's a that is a debate for sure. That could be a GC chat text debate with <laughs> that Mr. Clean Mother Effer out in Vancouver right now. He's hanging out on East Hastings oh, for some reason. He's enjoying things out there just, right now, living a life. Can you imagine how nervous he is out there right now, just watching people shoot up around him? He, he's got to <laughs> just be trembling inside. Yeah, it's not his. He grew up in we talk he grew up in gated communities. That's not his wheelhouse. Uh, that is not his world, man. He is he no. is not comfortable there. No, I, but I, I don't disagree with you, AP, but if you watch like I don't think the Islanders really put the you know Vasilevsky under a ton of pressure to make a bunch of saves. The Habs certainly didn't. You and know, so that, that last game, the Habs had two scoring chances, guys. No, it was there was nothing there. There was no you could have played that game for six hours and the Habs weren't gonna score. Okay. Like and, and not not because Vasilevsky stood on his head, but because they just they they weren't gonna score. And so I think there's two rounds of hockey where yeah, he was fine, he was good, he did what he had to do, he didn't cost them anything. I just think if you're Kucherov and you're doing something that only Lemieux and Gretzky have done in the playoffs, I think that's probably Con Smythe worthy. Fair game. I just look at, okay, let's look at Vazzy against Florida. If I'm Florida, and it was probably game four, and they outshot us in the first period. At one point, it was 15-2, to two, and they were all over us. It, you might as well have been skating up Long's Hill here in St. John's 
to the equivalent, like that was the equivalent of the ice. It was just tilted, but we were up two to nothing. Like yeah. that's just like when you go into the locker yeah. room and Florida Panthers after period one, you're like, what do we have to do to beat this guy? Yeah. I might as well put Ronnie the bicycle in that for us. I mean, it was absolutely <laughs> brutal. I mean, the, the difference between, um, oh my goodness, not Knight, whoever else they were playing there, Bob Rovsky. Dr- Bobrovsky and Dreger. Was they, it Dreger? They played the three different goalies in that series, man. <laughs> yeah. It was Bobrovsky, Dreger, uh, Dreger, and. Um, and then Knight. Spencer Knight, yeah. It. They so. call Freddie Diamond. I heard they call Freddie. Freddie Diamond might have been next in net. Oh, Lee, no. Lee Noseworthy was, was certainly, were... you know, a phone call away. Freddie I, Diamond's taken a I, lot of heat on this podcast for 11 episodes. He has. <laughs> He's been brought up a lot of times. I mean, that poor fella. Freddie, if you're listening, I still love you, but you were bagging holes in the herder in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm... I'm super interested to see what happens with Tampa here. You know, they're going to lose somebody. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do for expansion. You know, you're looking at their list. I, who knows what, I mean, you got to protect Hedman, Sergachev and Chernak on the back end. And you're probably exposing McDonough and maybe they claim them and that helps your cap. And maybe they don't and they take one of your forwards, but you're losing somebody up front and you're losing somebody there you know and then you got to lose some people in free agency but i kind of look at their i'm kind of in your camp here walshy when i look at their roster and think i won't be shocked next year if we're looking at the at the final four and they're back in the final four again next same i i i think they're they're back man i think they're built to to last and i think they're built to to win for a long period of time here i I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Tampa deep in the playoffs for, for the next couple of years. Yeah. 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 And then we had to listen to AP winning more titles. Oh, it's just and... annoying as shit. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> um, speaking of annoying. So Habs fans, they pull through in flying colors here in the last 24 hours. It's gotten worse and worse and worse. They're complaining about the salary cap is just such a farce at this point, isn't well, it? Well, it's it's now, dude. It's the salary cap. It's Vasilevsky's gear. Gear, yeah. It's it's everything. These it's guys. Kucherov's can't... classless. He's a, he's got no class anymore. Oh my god! Sending death threats to Sergachev's fucking family members. Like this, it's outrageous. These guys. They they're the most classless fans in the world it's not close no and they're proving it minute after minute here on 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 social and i love i love taking shots at them being like yeah you guys you guys cup final was last round you weren't in this one and it's like somebody finally letting them know like this is a run that should not have happened I'm, we're not going back to what happened with Toronto, but Montreal's team's just simply not that good. And we've had to hear Montreal fans talk about how they're built for the playoffs and yada, yada, yada. And the complaining about the cap, man, every single team in the league was is is using LTIR at some point. Like, yeah, teams they, have been they, doing they this. They used it. And they were using it to call up players, for God's sake. Like, it, Let's stop with this. This is nonsense. Like every team was doing it. Toronto did it. Everyone did it. Well, and it's not like you can't just tell somebody you're taking the season off. Like that's not how it works. Kucherov had to have hip surgery. 
Doctors had to clear him medically. The league is involved in making sure that there is no cap circumvention, that he actually needs this time off and that, you know, his, his rehab is progressing in, in the fashion they say it is. You can't just tell guys they're sitting out and that's how it works. It just, it's, it's so dumb that they're sitting here thinking, oh, they just, the league just let them away with it. That's not how it works. No. And, and look, can, you, you know, as stupid and as, as ridiculous as all of these things are, like, these are expected Habs fans. Oh, yeah. Stuff for me, right? Like, you know, you know what really caught me off guard, though? Is this participation oh. parade. <laughs> like, are we, are we really doing this in Montreal? I hope they do it because I will never let a Habs fan forget about it. You held a goddamn participation parade. AP, like, have I you really heard about want this? this to happen? Well, I mean, it's it's like okay, we finished in seventeenth place, and what's the difference? Second around? Um, what was the movie with Talladega Nights? I mean, Ricky Bobby, if you're not first or last, baby. I mean, at the end of the day, you're second, you're seventeenth. I mean, you want to have a parade? I, I I think that that's just what society's become in 2021. I mean, hey, we were a great loser this year, boys. All right, let's go party down St. Catherine's Street. I mean, it's a good excuse to have a party. However, uh, what are they going to make like some type of mini cup, a French cup? I mean, come on, this, this is foolishness. I mean, move move on from like nothing to see here. Win a Stanley Cup before you have a parade. Well, and like all the jokes about the Leafs fans plan the parade, plan the parade go right out the window. The idea that they're going to celebrate with a parade that they made the cup finals is such a joke. I God, I hope they do it. I really do. It would just, it would just make, it would be such a Montreal fan thing to do at this point. Chat, chat will the Leafs have a parade if they make the second number? I Listen, might, ha- I might have a parade AP down uh, right up and down my street. <laughs> I'm afraid of Connor's pool. I'm right off the <laughs> all the Exactly. AP, that is the most, and Walsh, you, you'll you'll agree with this. The plan the parade thing is the most ridiculous comment about Leafs fans. Leafs fans do not expect their team to ever win anything, ever. <laughs> we don't plan parades. We don't think they're going to win. We think the worst thing is going to possibly happen to us. Why? Because it always it, does. It no Leafs fan happen. plans a parade. Never. <laughs> we just, we know it's not going to happen. So, and when everybody starts, like, okay, you can get excited. Your team won some games. I was like, oh, plan the parade. No, 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 no. We know they're not going to win later on. It doesn't matter. We're just happy about this, you know? Well, it's kind of like, I mean, sometimes I think about dating Scarlett Johansson, but I just know it's not going to happen. So it's very- <laughs> That's right. And so, like, where Montreal goes from here, I don't, like, I'm really interested to see this team. I think they're closer to missing the playoffs next year than they are to being in the second round. Yeah, I, I look, it's going to be super interesting to me if they double down on this, this kind of strategy. Um, yeah. And especially with kind of how the divisions are going to stack up next year, when you're going to have Tampa, Florida, Boston, Toronto, Montreal, all in the same kind of area. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be super interesting to me to, to see kind of what they do because I don't know if this veteran group can last through a full 82 game schedule. And, and I can tell season. you, I can tell you the answer. They can't. So last season it gets cut off and they add extra teams to the playoffs and Montreal gets into the playoffs because there are extra teams added. They weren't a playoff team 
They weren't a top eight team last season. And you come through this year, if you look across the league, they're 18th in, in the NHL in points percentage. I think Ottawa finishes in front of them next year. I think this team is is not anywhere near the caliber of a team that they – remember when Ottawa went to the conference finals against Pittsburgh a few years ago? Yeah. And they were a game away from the Stanley Cup. But if you really looked at it, you're like, that team's not what they've just done. That's Montreal to me. They are not what they've just done here in the playoffs. This was a really great two months, but this is not a team that I have any faith in long-term. No, I, I, I agree. No. I agree a hundred percent. I I don't have any faith in them um, going into next year. And look, I, I, I think we talked about it on the pod before that, you know, this Montreal team has a very Dallas stars feel to it. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, look, this Dallas stars team missed the playoffs this year. Right. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with just the the age of the team and, and injuries and breaking down. And look, we saw a lot of that this season with Weber, with Gallagher, with Price. And I expect to see more of that next season. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, I look at I look at this sort of group and I'm, I really like Suzuki and Caulfield, I think, is going to be a star. And you and I, while she talked about Cock and Yemi, and it, AP, I'd like to get your thought on that. So Montreal sits out Cock and Yemi there for the last couple games. You're building a franchise. You're Montreal. Would you have made that decision? No, I mean, I think sitting Caulfield at the beginning of the playoffs, too, was just like, um, I'm really surprised. But I feel like Ducharme and the coaching staff and the management of that team, they like veteran guys that have been there before. And you can see that with the way they built their team with bringing in guys like Edmondson and Weber and Andrew, guys that have been around the block and stall and these guys that have won before. It seemed like they wanted to go with a more veteran laden lineup, but I, I like to see the younger guys get an opportunity. If you want to be a continuation program and yeah. that to me, I couldn't, I still can't believe Caulfield didn't play the first couple of games. I mean, the kid is, <laughs> he was fresh. I mean, you yeah. know, NHL season one season, even though it was a shortened season this year, it was just a lot of games in a short period of time. So, I mean, you look at some of these older guys, are you got a, a fresh set of legs that just, you know, really had a, a light season playing college hockey. I mean, just tore it up and probably only went 70% in that season. And then he's fresh. He's like, get me in the lineup. You want those young guys to be playing to get an opportunity. And Coffey looked fresh in the playoffs. He looked like he had a lot of jump. I like him. Yeah, and I think – I mean, it sounds like we're super down on the Habs, but I think they've got two stars up front with with Caulfield and Suzuki. And I think Kakanyami's I do think he's going to be a good player. So I think they've got three guys up front that you can really count on long-term as good offensive players. Um, and Romanov looks like he's going to be a player on the back end. Uh, but Suzuki, for me, was the one guy who he had a good bubble last year, and I thought, let's see what he's about this year. And he really took, to me, a giant step in the playoffs this year. Montreal is, has a lot of boys. I'm looking. Montreal got a lot of picks next in this draft. So this is, I mean, I don't know. This year's picks are four years away. Yes. Yes. Do you guys think, you know, I, I, I was, as I was watching the playoffs and, and Chaps, I, I also was super impressed with Suzuki. I, I think he's a really good young player. Do you think he makes this Team Canada Olympic team? I I think 
I think he gets an invite to camp. I think he makes it, man. So he's a centerman, right? AP, what do you think? I I was actually going to ask the the chat a little question. Do you think Cole Caulfield has ever had sex before? Or do you think he's like a Tim Tebow, like he's he's saving? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> is he saving himself for marriage yeah i'm why i mean look he, no like way not a chance he, <laughs> he he went to wisconsin man he's that's like the biggest party school in the states he was definitely crushing some midget ass like at that school but he looks like 100 like he looks like a guy would have hung on a fence post and played around the bases <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yes. He's probably ventured down that road, and then I'm gonna get back to my original question. <laughs> what was the original question? <laughs> Where, so, do you think Suzuki has a shot at Team Canada? No, they were just too good. Uh, yeah. There's players, guys. I mean, yeah, I like him as a young player, an upstart guy. I think he's going to have a good career in the NHL, but God, team, team Canada, I mean, your fourth line is somebody else's first line. You could have two teams for Team Canada, and they would still beat the vast majority of the countries. See, I think he makes the team as the 13th, uh, 14th forward that, you know, is sitting in the stands. Yeah. That, that can kind of jump into the lineup in multiple spots. Like Duchesne that, the last time, right? Yeah. Young, young kid. Wouldn't he sort of be competing with a guy like uh, Shane, uh, Sean Couturier for that sort of spot? Yeah, look, as, I've as... seen I've seen Couturier's name on this roster from a lot of people, and and I just simply don't see that after the season he just had. But look, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just think there's a lot of better options out there. Um, you know, yeah, and... I, I agree with you, but and that's why I say like I you see his name out there, and to me he's got like he's that thirteenth, fourteenth forward that you might slip in to a game. But Suzuki might Suzuki likely gets an invite to camp, and and go from there, right? Camp yeah, yes. camp invite, yes, but he has a better chance of making that team than me winning the lotto without tickets. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think I think Montreal has things to build on. I mean, I don't know how much gas Weber still has left in the tank. We'll see next season. You know, he's what thirty six, give or take. Oh, he, uh, he, he's, he's up seven. there now, man. He's up there now. He's he's aging and he's going to break down. Um, you know, you know what's super interesting for him is so he's. He's one of those guys who's on this. If he retires, his cap hit goes back to Nashville, right? So, like Luongo did when Luongo retired, his cap hit went back to um, Vancouver. So, if Weber retires before his contract's up, the last year of his contract is a $24 million cap hit that would go back to Nashville. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't know that stuff. Yeah, um, so that, that's crazy. Like right now, Luongo's Luongo's cap hit is three million dollars on Vancouver's cap until his contract is up. So they did this when they changed the last CBA. They went all those super long term deals that were signed, and they they made it punitive to go back and 
kind of haunt the team that signed it. So when Philly signed him to that offer sheet and Nashville matched it, um, this this is looming out there over the league. And I'd be I'm so interested to see like if a guy like Weber breaks down and just decides to retire, if if the league decides to put a twenty four million dollar cap hit on Nashville. God, that would be great. I'd love to see that. Just just for those stupid contracts, just the outlandish 15 year contracts at 10 million a year, like ridiculous stuff. Now the, the problem with it is, and we're kind of getting off track here. The problem with that is, is that those were legal at the time. And then you you're punishing them after the fact, which I find to be unfair. Okay. So you got rid of them fine, but they should not have gone backwards. And cause if, if Weber were to do this and Nashville had to eat it, I mean, that's, a quarter of your cap eaten up for one season, you'd, you'd decimate their roster. Would, yeah, you'd, you'd but it'd be super it. interesting to see if it ever happened. But I don't think he's got a lot left in the tank. And I know Carey Price looked good. He's 36. Um, but the reality is most NHLers aren't, at, aren't playing great hockey into their late 30s. So their they're two biggest stars there. Uh, you know, they're aging and I don't know how much time left they're going to get out of those guys. I I don't see a lot left there. All I can say is thank you, Tampa Bay for winning this series. Just, I was not prepared. And I don't don't think anyone was for a Habs um, Stanley cup. And uh, the fact that we just don't have to live through that now is, is just the icing on the cake. Uh, for the season for me. And I, I, I'm just so happy that we don't have a Habs Stanley Cup parade. Well, yeah, we must... might have a Stanley Cup parade. I, <laughs> like the, the, the second place parade. I, I don't know. Yeah. But we, if... I would much rather deal with AP celebrating again. AP, how are you celebrating this second title, by the way? Are you topless as well? Or what's the story? It's just not hot enough to be topless here, man. Like, it, honestly, it was like 21 degrees here today. And with a breeze... It, it's just not it's just not enough for me i'm very disenchanted with the weather here locally when I, are you getting back to tampa i'd say thanksgiving weekend i lunch cup uh thanksgiving i'll be going down dad and i are gonna drive down i believe we're gonna do a little eastern seaboard trip rp is 69 insert your jokes now and <laughs> you know he's, he's had a few surgeries lately and and you know some complications just some minor surgery but some complications so i think you know, when we get it up into the late 60s, early 70s, you know, one day is great. The next, who knows? So you really want to do those trips with him now and spend a bit more time with him now just while he's still the RP that we all know and love. Yeah. So you're looking at getting back down for some sun in in the fall. Um, any special, like, really get after it nights to celebrate this title or is it just ho-hum from now on just this is what tampa fans deal with i mean i think for me right now we're just in busy season so july i mean maybe if we were down we're usually in florida when cup finals being played so we'll usually go out a little bit uh but right now i mean i'm just in busy season like i'm doing um under email with the hockey newfoundland right now so doing evaluations like we start tomorrow morning at 8 a.m so it's not like you know, you can go tie one on. Not that I drink, and I had to get up at six thirty in the morning or five thirty to do a session at six. Like, I mean, it's just not worth it. So, a bit of time spent with the, and really, that's a that's a big championship for us. 
Uh, and we're first place parades, not seventeenth place parades. <laughs> but but you didn't you didn't do a little bit of extra pregame um, or pre workout today. A little bit of you know <laughs> you know an, an extra scoop of protein in, in the protein shake. Did you like add you know two eggs to the to the shake today? Like hell, <laughs> you got You must have done something. Well, Cavi and my brother had a well. Sorry, and I had a bet. Cavi and uh, Jeremy Cavanaugh, guy that played with us previously, and my brother, they're both big Habs fans. So I had a bet going with my brother, and obviously everybody knows I only bet in American money. So I bet my brother $50 like with Drake Canadian, but he owed me $50 American if the Bolts won. But he would also have to eat a dry scoop of protein, which is like tough on the system. Now yeah. we won. I'm like, man, I don't want to kill my brother. And then my mom would simultaneously kill me. Yeah spontaneously combust if anything happened to my brother so i've got to like not do that but we were going to do a little facebook thing where he was going to uh, dry scoop of protein which would have been tough on the digestive tract did uh did cavi have to get through one day with not talking to anybody what was what was the side bet with cavi I actually, the, there was no side bets melissa you'd have to go through melissa's agent i see <laughs> That that's that's difficult. That's a difficult contract negotiation. There have to be paperwork signed. Something you know, there there will be a lot of you know legal paperwork and a paper trail. That I just can't. I just can't have at this point in my life. Now, there's one other thing while she that continues to haunt me, and I've got it. We've got to, I've got to stop bringing it up on the podcast, but I'm going to bring it up today again anyway. I went to pick up the girls from my parents' house last night, and my mom, who's a big fan of the show. Um, thanks mom shout out <laughs> she made me explain the muffin story again at dinner last night and I just this is the this is the lie that doesn't end and so now I've had to explain it to my mom at dinner and she was shocked that I that she was just like how are you eating four muffins like, mom <laughs> I didn't eat four muffins. She's like, who, why did they have four big muffins? Mom, this didn't happen. First of all, I went over to Walshie's. We have a little shindig on Sundays over at our buddy's pool and mentioned your name. And I swear to like on my, my dog's life, I swear on my mother's life that the first out of Walshie's oldest mouth was the muffin man. Like when I mentioned yeah. said the muffin yeah. man. Not prompted. I swear to you, man. Not prompted. I laughed while she laughed. Everybody else had no idea what was going on. But I mean, do you know the Muffin Man? He lives on Drury Lane or as some house in Ontario. <laughs> my it's wife. Best, my... It's the best thing that happened all football season. It like... didn't happen. <laughs> my, my wife, my wife, also there that day. Has yet to come to my defense. Because she knows she probably happen. saw you eat at least three, too. Chap, well, there were crumbs and Hansel and Gretel. This is, anyway, there's too many people now who believe that this has happened. And I, we got to stop talking about it on the podcast because this is this is getting to be a bit much. Like, this but is going mean, some... to I mean, we are sponsored by Nan's Blueberry Muffin now, so... It's um it's I know I know it was you thing. I know it was you that sent that message. It and wasn't a, me. I, a, I swear to god it wasn't me. You're a liar and this muffin story is just <laughs> killing me. I 
all earlier on today to chap cooking a cherry pie. So this may be a change in pastry. Oh, yeah, it's oh. a big it's going to cherry pie. And like I said, AP, if you're going to do pie, it's a small it's a piece of pie with a small scoop of ice cream. And away you go. Uh, absolutely. Vanilla that's that's ice cream. the only way to have it. Yeah. So cherry pie tonight, fresh cherries. Away we go. Anyway, this is enough snack snacking conversation because now all of a sudden it'll be i ate seven cherry pies I, we, we got to keep track of i'm gonna ask jack to keep track of how many pieces of pie you have tonight don't ask her she's she's failing to come to my defense in any in any situation here hey, well she maybe pie but i can guarantee you that in maybe an hour's time jack will see so or aka the people's strudel <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> All right, that's enough of this. Great great talk today guys. AP, congratulations on the title. And we're going to come back next week I think Walshy and we're going to have a, a Leafs focused off-season pod here where we talk um the expansion draft which is coming up, the uh NHL draft is coming up, free agency's coming quickly. So that's what we're going to look at next week. AP will get you back on at some point, but uh I don't know when that's going to be after that comment. <laughs> and we'll talk later. All right, boys. Later on, boys. All right. All right, fellas. Congrats, AP. And we'll talk later. Thanks, boys. Take it easy.